The following is a basketballnews.com production. Welcome to the Alex Kennedy Podcast. We drop new episodes every Monday, so make sure to check back and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, I'm joined by Ronnie Singh, who you might know as Ronnie2K. He's the digital marketing director for NBA2K and really the face of the brand. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Ronnie2K. Ronnie, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm great, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while since we chatted, so I'm excited to talk with you and kind of catch up. Uh, This time of year is crazy for you. So I want to talk about what this last month, month and a half has been like. NBA 2K21 came out on September 4th. So how crazy have the last few weeks, the last few months been? I mean, it's definitely different. Obviously, a lot of people have a lot of attention in gaming in general. um, And 2K kind of leads the the way. And then on top of that, we're kind of going up against the NBA playoffs that we've, we've never marketed the game during that time. So it's been very, very different, but really cool too to kind of connect those things i mean i think about having dame on the cover and dame just completely dominating conversation the first round when we were launching the game i mean that that looked so genius um and so you know it's it's definitely been challenging you know we're still working from home and trying to make it happen and we're actually launching two games this year so there's a lot of a lot of different variables this year but obviously the uh we're listening to our consumer and, you know, we're really excited about uh, 2K21 on PS4 and Xbox One, which already launched and looking ahead to next gen in, you know, just about a couple months now. Yeah, you mentioned listening to the consumer. There's been a lot of talk on social media about the shot meter. Uh, I saw that you guys put out a patch that lets people choose between the pro stick aiming or traditional shot timing. Do you guys yeah. plan to do anything else to address this or will it just take time for people to get used to it? Well, I, I actually, we, we did, and it seemed like the consumer was really happy with our solution. That's one of those challenging things because uh, the hardcore consumer versus the casual consumer, we need to obviously uh, put the game out to both. And I feel like in the past couple of years, uh, the game may have skewed a little bit casual where there wasn't like as much of a skill gap with a you know very uh, expert ga- gamers in, in ours. But especially early on when people are trying to learn uh, this new system, there's obviously going to be uh, challenges, and it's been really kind of cool to see that. And we addressed it on the fly, and it seems like people have really uh, accepted and enjoyed our changes. But I think it's important, obviously, we listen to our consumer, probably like no other company really being on top of that stuff. But at the same time, we also want to maintain the level of competition and make 2K uh, competitive. Uh, I mean, ultimately, we're also trying to drive uh, the 2K League and some of the, the esports initiatives, and to be good at that game, we want we want there to it to be a challenge. So finding that balance between new consumer versus uh, our core consumer is uh, is a challenge we face every single year, but one that we uh, we kind of enjoy to try to figure out the balance. One thing that you and I have talked about is how you got this job by constantly posting on a 2K forum. So you know you were once that super fa- passionate vo- vocal fan. Uh, yeah. Does that help you when it comes to interacting with fans online and listening to the consumers because, you know, you were in their shoes and can relate to them? Oh, totally. I think, uh, you know, having done this, been on the other side of the company for almost 13 years now, um, I, I definitely understand the business. And it's my job to relay that understanding of the business to our super fan, which I was once uh, and still am, I guess, <laughs> um, 
that just happens to work at the company. Communicating that messaging and you know talking about our amazing development team and the you know 400 plus people that work at 2K and are so passionate about it um, is a big part of what I want to do and I hope I accomplish well. You know, there's there's an authenticity about being a fan that happens to also work for that game. You mentioned Damian Lillard. You know, he's one of my favorite people in the NBA because he's so humble, yeah. professional, easy to work with. I know you guys have a relationship too. How was your experience working with Dame as this year's cover athlete? I mean, so authentic to how much he loves the game, how much he's integrated in marketing and music and a lot of the elements that we find important. Um, obviously, I, I you know, would be res- remiss not to talk about the things that he's accomplished in music and how important music is to our game. Uh, he, he was just a really ideal partner and obviously I've gotten to know him for, for years now and that level of interaction and him talking about, you know, even talking directly to our development team and he actually manufactures some change. We, uh, we had this limit on heights for point guards and he, he really thought it was passion. He was really passionate about building a six, eight point guard, like his, one of his favorite players, Matt Johnson and, uh, you know, being able to, to build that kind of guy and we took his feedback and actually employed it into the game uh which you know he really appreciated but i feel like a a willing participant with our athletes is super critical and he was uh one of the best that we've gotten the pleasure to work with so what aspects of nba 2k21 are you most excited about i mean man it starts with the gameplay I, i think that this is probably the best gameplay offering i mean of course you talked about the shooting but just in general, most competitive. The defense is really nicely tuned. I'm really excited about the uh, the gameplay that we offered. Probably the best we've ever had. I can honestly say that. Definitely since 2K15, which is probably my pinnacle on gameplay. Um, and then uh, the beach is so much fun. Getting to walk around that atmosphere, have the you know the Ferris wheel in the background, but the competitive play that's happening on that court. Um, it's just, it's a new look and feel and it's, uh, it's really exciting. Those are probably two of my favorites. There's been a lot of additions. Um, you know, we really took the, took the initiative to innovate as much as possible across the game. You know, my team has some really great things as well. Uh, but those, those two are the things that I probably most dabbled in early on in the, uh, 2K21 life cycle. What goes into improving the game on a yearly basis? Because obviously we see the rosters and ratings get updated, but how do you guys determine what to change or add year to year? You know, people want a new game, but they also get upset if it's too different. So how do you kind of strike that balance? I don't think it's a balance. I think that we actually try to innovate as much as possible on an annualized basis. Um, I don't think any other game that comes out year to year, uh, you know, develops as much as we do. Like, I, but then it also is about like a long-term vision. You know, we we ha- didn't get to a place where we could do the NBA 2K League and some of the other uh, initiatives. Uh, you know, like J, um, uh, sorry, Pro Am and things of that nature in in 2K without start first kind of having the vision to build my career in a, in a cool way and making it. I mean, that transition from playing God Mode 2K, which is like you're the Lakers, I'm the Rockets and we play five-on-five basketball where we control everybody, towards now, you know, that single player, you live the life of it, was a multi-year thought process. You know, we had scanning along the way, we built parks in 2K14, and then, you know, these making friends uh, between crews, Jordan Rec Center, 
uh, Pro-Am and the, the various online versions of that. Uh, this was all with a, a long-term vision towards, you know, where we are now. And I always talk about, you know, where are we going to go next? Like, how, how can we innovate beyond what we already have? And I really feel like we're just scratching the surface. And that's what's really great about basketball and the storytelling that the NBA puts on, but also our development team's amazing uh, ability to kind of capture that and just have so much passion to, you know, ship a game, but also um, think about a long-term vision and, and build, uh, you know, future titles of 2K. So I'm really excited about, obviously, what 21 has launched and where we've come in the almost 13 years I've been here. But I'm really, I really think that we're just starting to scratch the surface. For sure, I can't even imagine what NBA 2K is going to look like down the road because yeah, you, know, seriously. you look ten years ago, and at the time, it seemed like the best thing ever. And you're thinking, how could this possibly get better? And then totally. now, I mean, I I posted these on social media, but we had some videos where it looks at LeBron James every year in NBA 2K, or looked at Kobe Bryant and you know how his uh, character changed over the years in 2K, and yep. just the the advances are incredible. So when you look at what NBA 2K could look like, twelve, uh, you know, ten years from now. Uh, how do you think the game will continue to evolve? You know, what will we be playing 10 years from now? I mean, let's start with the technology, right? We're going to a new console in just a couple months. You probably saw the PS5 uh, announcement last week. So that's an immediate, you know, jump in technology. And so I'm, I'm even excited what this game's going to look like in November. I mean, you're, you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Um, and then again, you know, with the, the right... Uh, people on the ship, meaning our amazing development team, um, it, it really can, I mean, the sky's the limit. And we're going to delve more into the elements that our consumer really enjoys and keep pushing the envelope in that way. And uh, I, I mean, like I said, the, the sky's the limit. Uh, it's going to graphically take leaps and bounds, which if you can believe that, like, how's that even possible? Um, but uh, I mean, you, you said it best, which is, you look back at like those Kobe through the years or LeBron through the years videos um, that circulate the internet. It's amazing how drastically it changes. But if you, I mean, I, I live that this, this is my entire life, obviously. So uh, you kind of forget about it, you know, over the course of years. But then if you look at one of those videos, you like, you really see the innovation year over year, but over uh, a serious amount of time. I mean, I just, I don't know if any game in 10 years has innovated as much as, as us um and that, yeah again just a testament to the the passion that exists at the, in the 2k development team we mentioned that you know you got your job from posting on a 2k forum but i think your career path is so interesting you know you and i have talked about this before but for people who don't know can you kind of share how you ended up at nba 2k and what you were doing before that sure uh it's very unusual i you know in college i studied uh computer science and then I didn't like that, so I decided to go after law. Well, I mean, look, uh, there's a there's a lot of kids that change their major a ton of times. I, I was having this conversation with a friend over the weekend. It's like I, I sort of envy the people that know what they want to do uh, when they're four years old and <laughs> do it forever. I just knew that I wanted to be in sports, and that was that was a big passion of mine. Um, to do it in the technical field is is amazing because there's so much innovation in, in that world. So. Uh, you know, when I start, when I joined 2K, um, again, posting on the message boards and getting recruited that way, uh, it was a kind of a perfect storm. I mean, the, the rise of social media, the rise of the NBA itself, the rise of gaming, all of these things kind of came together at the right time. Um, and, 
you know, it's, it's just been a fascinating ride um, to think that I might've been a sports agent to now working with them on a, on a daily basis, but also just immediately working with the athletes and our amazing music influencers and fashion influencers and like trying to build a platform for the next generation is, I mean, it's just been amazing. And uh, you do have to continue to innovate, obviously, you know, like I said, forums to social media, to, um planning and now to influencer marketing obviously that's huge in marketing now i've had to kind of um think about the where the trends are going just you know just like anybody and uh it's it's been a fascinating ride and you know i'm so blessed that 2k gives me the opportunities to um do some really just awesome things with some amazing some amazing people yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. dream job. I think there's plenty of kids out there that, you know, would love to to have your job someday. Uh, what are the biggest misconceptions about your job or about working at NBA 2K in general? I mean, first of all, that I do everything and I develop the game and <laughs> I, I fix the servers. No, I, I mean, in all seriousness, I think uh, it, it is a massive operation and it grows every single year. You know, when I first started, uh we we were selling about a million copies a year and now it's this you know massive cultural phenomenon but the, with that comes a, a lot of new positions right like in the biz, any business that grows and innovates you're thinking about the partnerships and like what you know the some of the dornas like Gatorade and what that thing looks like i mean this these all these thoughts and processes take take teams as our you know gaming world grows and looking ahead towards you know new technologies i'm just one cog in a really amazing and uh, efficient uh, machine you know and uh it's uh it's it's been really great but what i will say about you know the people that work at 2k is people really are passionate about it they don't really like we don't have you know a lot of staff changes and all that because people just love to come to work every day and uh do what they have to do to make their make our consumer very happy so when the server's down you're telling me you're not sitting there pushing a button doing it intentionally to upset people like you would think i was uh, gonna make some tiktok <laughs> videos about how i accidentally unplugged something in my house and <laughs> the entire server connection go i mean look it, it it's it's flattering in a way that people think I have that much ability. <laughs> I could not uh, fix a server if I got 10 years of training. It's amazing how intricate uh, the internet is. And let's be honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. In, in so. <laughs> You're the face. So if anything happens, you know, everyone's immediately jumping in your mentions. So yeah, I get that's got to be uh, pretty frustrating. But uh, no, it's, it's not frustrating. It's it's uh, it's it's telling me I'm doing my job well, which is to make sure that um, we're spearheading conversation and, you know, we're uh, um, being there for our consumer. I mean, I think if anything, that tells me that the consumer has identified my uh, desire to be as available as I can. Now, obviously, that's changed over the years as, um, you know, I've delved more into. The following is a BasketballNews.com production. Welcome to the Alex Kennedy Podcast. 
We drop new episodes every Monday, so make sure to check back and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, I'm joined by Ronnie Singh, who you might know as Ronnie2K. He's the digital marketing director for NBA2K and really the face of the brand. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Ronnie2K. Ronnie, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm great, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while since we chatted, so I'm excited to talk with you and kind of catch up. Uh, This time of year is crazy for you, so I want to talk about what this last month, month and a half has been like. NBA 2K21 came out on September 4th. So how crazy have the last few weeks, the last few months been? I mean, it's definitely different. Obviously, a lot of people have a lot of attention in gaming in general. Um, and 2K kind of leads the, the way. And then on top of that, we're kind of going up against the NBA playoffs. That we've, you know, we've never marketed the game during that time. So it's been very, very different, but really cool, too, to kind of connect those things. I mean, I think about having Dame on the cover and Dame just completely dominating conversation the first round when we were launching the game i mean that that looked so genius um and so you know it's it's definitely been challenging you know we're still working from home and trying to make it happen and we're actually launching two games this year so there's a lot of a lot of different variables this year but obviously the uh we're listening to our consumer and you know we're really excited about uh 2k21 on ps4 and xbox one which already launched and looking ahead to next gen in, you know, just about a couple months now. Yeah, you mentioned listening to the consumer. There's been a lot of talk on social media about the shot meter. Uh, I saw that you guys put out a patch that lets people choose between the pro stick aiming or traditional shot timing. Do you guys yeah. plan to do anything else to address this or will it just take time for people to get used to it? Well, I, I actually, we, we did and it seemed like the consumer was really happy with our solution. That's one of those challenging things because uh, the hardcore consumer versus the casual consumer, we need to obviously uh, put the game out to both. And I feel like in the past couple of years, uh, the game may have skewed a little bit casual where there wasn't like as much of a skill gap with a, you know, very uh, expert ga- gamers in, in ours. But especially early on when people are trying to learn uh, this new system, there's obviously going to be uh, challenges. And it's been really kind of cool to see that. And we addressed it on the fly, and it seems like people have really uh, accepted and enjoyed our changes. But I, I think it's important, obviously, we listen to our consumer probably like no other company really being on top of that stuff. But at the same time, we also want to maintain the level of competition and make 2K uh, competitive. Uh, I mean, ultimately, we're also trying to drive uh, the 2K League and some of the, the esports initiatives. and. To be good at that game, we want we want there to it to be a challenge. So finding that balance between new consumer versus uh, our core consumer is uh, is a challenge we face every single year, but one that we uh, we kind of enjoy to try to figure out the balance. One thing that you and I have talked about is how you got this job by constantly posting on a two K forum. So you know you were once that super fa- passionate vo- vocal fan. Uh, yeah. Does that help you when it comes to interacting with fans online and listening to the consumers because, you know, you were in their shoes and can relate to them? Oh, totally. I think, uh, you know, having done this, been on the other side of the company for almost 13 years now, um, I I definitely understand the business. And it's my job to relay that understanding of the business to our super fan, which I was once uh, and still am, I guess. (laughs) that just happens to work at the company communicating that messaging and, you know, talking about our amazing development team and the, you know, 400 plus people that work at 2k and are so passionate about it. 
um, is a big part of what I want to do and I hope I accomplish well. You know, there's there's an authenticity about being a fan that happens to also work for that game. You mentioned Damian Lillard. You know, he's one of my favorite people in the NBA because he's so humble, yeah. professional, easy to work with. I know you guys have a relationship too. How was your experience working with Dame as this year's cover athlete? I mean, so authentic to how much he loves the game, how much he's integrated in marketing and music and a lot of the elements that we find important. Um, obviously, I, I you know, would be res- remiss not to talk about the things that he's accomplished in music and how important music is to our game. Uh, he, he was just a really ideal partner. And obviously, I've gotten to know him for, for years now. And that level of interaction and him talking about, you know, even talking directly to our development team. And he actually manufactured some change. We, uh, we had this limit on heights for point guards and he, he really thought it was passion. He was really passionate about building a six, eight point guard, like his, one of his favorite players, Matt Johnson and, uh, you know, being able to, to build that kind of guy. And we took his feedback and actually employed it into the game, uh, which, you know, he really appreciated, but, I feel like a, a willing participant with our athletes is super critical, and he was uh, one of the best that we've gotten the pleasure to work with. So what aspects of NBA 2K21 are you most excited about? I mean, man, it starts with the gameplay. I, I think that this is probably the best gameplay offering. I mean, of course, you talked about the shooting, but just in general, most competitive. The defense is really nicely tuned. I'm really excited about the uh the gameplay that we offered, probably the best we've ever had. I can honestly say that. Definitely since 2K15, which is probably my pinnacle on gameplay. Um, and then uh, the beach is so much fun. You know, walk around that atmosphere, have the, you know, the Ferris wheel in the background, but the competitive play that's happening on that court, um, it's just, it's a new look and feel, and it's uh, it's really exciting. Those are probably two of my favorites. There's been a lot of additions. Um you know, we really took the took the initiative to innovate as much as possible across the game. You know, my team has some really great things as well. Uh, but those those two are the things that I probably most dabbled in early on in the uh, 2K21 life cycle. What goes into improving the game on a yearly basis? Because obviously we see the rosters and ratings get updated, but how do you guys determine what to change or add year to year? You know, people want a new game, but they also get upset if it's too different. So how do you kind of strike that balance? I don't think it's a balance. I think that we actually try to innovate as much as possible on an annualized basis. Um, I don't think any other game that comes out year to year, uh, you know, develops as much as we do. Like, I, but then it also is about like a long-term vision. You know, we we ha- didn't get to a place where we could do the NBA 2K League and some of the other uh, initiatives. You know, like J, um, uh, sorry, Pro Am and things of that nature in in 2K without start first kind of having the vision to build my career in a, in a cool way and making it. I mean, that transition from playing God Mode 2K, which is like you're the Lakers, I'm the Rockets and we play five-on-five basketball where we control everybody, towards now, you know, that single player, you live the life of it, was a multi-year thought process. You know, we had scanning along the way, we built parks in 2K14, and then, you know, these making friends uh, between crews, Jordan Rec Center, uh, Pro-Am, and the the various online versions of that. Uh, This was all with a a long-term vision towards, you know, where we are now, and 
I always talk about, you know, where are we going to go next? Like, how, how can we innovate beyond what we already have? And I really feel like we're just scratching the surface. And that's what's really great about basketball and the storytelling that the NBA puts on, but also our development team's amazing uh, ability to kind of capture that and just have so much passion to, you know, ship a game, but also um, think about a long-term vision and, and build, uh, you know, future titles of 2K. So I'm really excited about, obviously, what 21 has launched and where we've come in the almost 13 years I've been here. But I'm really, I really think that we're just starting to scratch the surface. For sure. I can't even imagine what NBA 2K is going to look like down the road because you, yeah, know, you look 10 years ago and at the time it seemed like the best thing ever. And you're thinking, how could this possibly get better? And then totally. now, I mean, I, I post these on social media, but we had some videos where it looks at LeBron James every year in NBA 2K or looked at Kobe Bryant and, you know, how his uh, character changed over the years in 2K. And yep. just the, the advances are incredible. So when you look at what NBA 2K could look like, twelve, uh, you know, 10 years from now, uh, how do you think the game will continue to evolve? You know, what will we be playing 10 years from now? I mean, let's start with the technology, right? We're going to a new console in just a couple months. You probably saw the PS5 uh, announcement last week. So that's an immediate, you know, jump in technology. And so I'm, I'm even excited what this game's going to look like in November. I mean, you're, you're going to see something that you've never seen before. Um, and then again, you know, with the, the right... Uh, people on the ship, meaning our amazing development team, um, it, it really can, I mean, the sky's the limit. And we're going to delve more into the elements that our consumer really enjoys and keep pushing the envelope in that way. And uh, I, I mean, like I said, the, the sky's the limit. Uh, it's going to graphically take leaps and bounds, which if you can believe that, like, how's that even possible? Um, but uh, I, I mean, you, you said it best, which is, if you look back at like those Kobe through the years or LeBron through the years videos um, that circulate the internet, it's amazing how drastically it changes. But if you, I mean, I, I live that this, this is my entire life, obviously. So uh, you kind of forget about it, you know, over the course of years. But then if you look at one of those videos, you like, you really see the innovation year over year, but over uh, a serious amount of time. I mean, I just, I don't know if any game in 10 years has innovated as much as, as us um and that, yeah again just a testament to the the passion that exists at the, in the 2k development team we mentioned that you know you got your job from posting on a 2k forum but i think your career path is so interesting you know you and i have talked about this before but for people who don't know can you kind of share how you ended up at nba 2k and what you were doing before that sure uh it's very unusual i you know in college i studied uh computer science and then I didn't like that, so I decided to go after law. I mean, look, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of kids that change their major a ton of times. I, I was having this conversation with a friend over the weekend. It's like I, I sort of envy the people that know what they want to do uh, when they're four years old and <laughs> do it forever. I just knew that I wanted to be in sports, and that was, that was a big passion of mine. Um, to do it in the technical field is, is amazing because there's so much innovation in, in that world. So... Uh, you know, when I start, when I joined 2K, um, again, posting on the message boards and getting recruited that way, uh, it was a kind of a perfect storm. I mean, the, the rise of social media, the rise of the NBA itself, the rise of gaming, all of these things kind of came together at the right time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just been a fascinating ride um, to think that I might have been a sports agent to now working with them on a, on a daily basis, but also just immediately working with the athletes and 
are amazing music influencers and fashion influencers and like trying to build a platform for the next generation is, I mean, it's just been amazing. And uh, you do have to continue to innovate, obviously, you know, like I said, forums to social media to um, planning and now to influencer marketing, obviously that's huge in marketing now. I've had to kind of think about where the trends are going, just, you know, just like anybody. And uh, it's it's been a fascinating ride, and you know I'm so blessed that 2K gives me the opportunities to um, do some really just awesome things with some amazing some amazing people. Yeah, I mean it's a yeah. dream job. I think there's plenty of kids out there that you know would love to to have your job someday. Uh, what are the biggest misconceptions about your job or about working at NBA 2K in general? <laughs> I mean, first of all, that I do everything and I develop the game and. <laughs> I fixed the servers. No, I, I mean, in all seriousness, I think uh, it, it is a massive operation and it grows every single year. You know, when I first started, uh, we we were selling a, about a million copies a year and now it's this, you know, massive cultural phenomenon. But the, with that comes a, a lot of new positions, right? Like in the biz, any business that grows and innovates, you're thinking about, the partnerships and like what, you know, the, some of the Dornas like Gatorade and what that thing looks like. I mean, this, these, all these thoughts and processes take, take teams as our, you know, gaming world grows and looking ahead towards, you know, new technologies. I'm just one cog in a really amazing and uh, efficient uh, machine, you know, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's been really great but what i will say about you know the people that work at 2k is people really are passionate about it they don't really like we don't have you know a lot of staff changes and all that because people just love to come to work every day and uh do what they have to do to make their make our consumer very happy so when the server's down, you're telling me you're not sitting there pushing a button, doing it intentionally to upset people? Like you would think... I was uh, going to make some TikTok <laughs> videos about how I accidentally unplugged something in my house and <laughs> the entire server connection goes... I mean, look, it, it, it's it's flattering in a way that people think I have that much ability. <laughs> I could not uh, fix a server if I got 10 years of training. It's amazing how intricate uh, the internet is and let's be honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) You're the face. So if anything happens, you know, everyone's immediately jumping in your mentions. So yeah, I get that's got to be pretty frustrating. But uh, no, it's it's not frustrating. It's it's, uh, it's, it's telling me I'm doing my job well, which is to make sure that um, we're spearheading conversation. And, you know, we're uh, um, being there for our consumer. I mean, I think if anything, that tells me that the consumer has identified my uh, desire to be as available as I can. Now, obviously, that's changed over the years uh, as, um, you know, I've delved more into specific uh, away from community management and more towards influencer marketing and, you know, being the face of the brand and an influencer myself. Um, that That is uh, something that I try to continually communicate as much as possible, but obviously... People um, love this game and, you know, just uh, want to provide as much feedback on it as possible, which I appreciate. 
For sure. You mentioned being an influencer. You know, you have 1.3 million followers on Twitter, a million followers on Instagram. You know, you're playing in the celebrity game at All Star Weekend. You know, you're really yeah, well. Thought that. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, you're really well known now. When you go out, do you get stopped in public often? Uh, I I do. I you know, I, partially I, I would assume that's because I'm pretty tall and, um, yeah, it's it's crazy that uh, I, I I mean it still blows my blows my mind, but. Again, it speaks to the just the tremendous amount of uh, development and growth we've had as a as a business, and um, you know, to be a, a figurehead be in that in that journey has just been really really awesome. It's been the thrill of a lifetime for sure. I always find that so interesting, and I talk to you know players about this or uh, executives who go from being assistant GM to now they're GM and they're on TV and they're getting stopped when they go out. It's like your job and life completely kind of changes a bit. How has your life changed in recent years as you've developed this huge following and become more of a public figure? I mean, I just think that there's no division of personal versus uh, job. And that's okay because I don't, I mean, in my 24 hours, uh, you know, in, in a day, I'm really thinking about work the entire time. So I guess, you know, to, to have that follow me when I'm outside is, is the same thing. Um, you know, I, I, uh, watched NFL Sunday last night with Kevin Durant and he's playing with my dog. And I'm like, this is so surreal in a way, because this is something we could be doing as friends because we are friends, but there's also the balance of like, Oh yeah, we got to talk about 2k. We want to play 2k. And, uh, it, it just, it's melded um in a way that's just really really unusual but um i again i i am so uh you know just thrilled that i get to enjoy and and uh live this life behind this very cool brand because um you know the just the 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 growth of this brand has been just astronomical it's it's really great how much it means to people culturally and uh, to be a small part of that. It's really cool. It's funny you mentioned KD because my next question for you was about your crazy encounters with celebrities. You know, there's a lot of celebrities who are fans of the game and obviously you're interacting with players almost on a day-to-day basis. Uh, last time we spoke, you told a story about how your cab got rear-ended during All-Star Weekend and you got a ride from Drake between his performances, uh, which I think is amazing. I-, I just love hearing your celebrity stories. Have you had any more interesting interactions or stories with celebrities over the last few years? I mean, there there are a ton. Obviously, you know, like we're I I love their feedback as fans of the game. So we're together a lot, and you know, with the various marketing things, commercial shoots, and and whatnot. Um, especially, you know, we did the ESPN Players Tournament, and just the craziness that was trying to get sixteen players in a pandemic to come together and put on some sort of competitive ent- entertainment for fans was was super cool. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I just recently watched that. Um, the Netflix show on Travis Scott. What, what is that thing called? Oh man, uh, I don't. I haven't seen it. I'm not sure. It's. Uh, I think I can fly after his. Uh, I think that's the name of it. I might be butchering it, so don't crucify me, community. But uh, <laughs> uh, I watched that thing, and I'm just like, that whole time I was a character in that thing. The, it was during the whole Astro World setup, and I actually was one of the first people to see Astro World. Uh, we did an interview a couple of days before he came, he came by um, and we talked like in front of the, the big Ferris wheel in Houston, his hometown um, and what that meant to him, you know, 
growing up there and giving back to that community and uh, that that was so surreal but then watching the cutting room footage of you know that six months or a year and i was like man because he was doing so much 2k stuff uh as the executive producer that year it was crazy how much of that i felt like i was i had already seen or i was at you know like yeah and um i think it's like experiences like that that uh they happen they happen a ton but like you also just gotta kind of sit back and process and uh it's it sucks you know we're in covid and uh everybody's staying at home me probably most of all and uh you know you miss those interactions because the that's where some of the the best kind of idea trading and um the, the best conversations happen so it's uh it, it's it's been a weird year but hopefully we get back to normal soon i'm i'm hoping everybody's happy and healthy and stays that way and um we get back to me telling you really funny stories about being on the road i love it for sure one thing we've talked about too is you know players caring so much about their 2k rating you know you told me the story about going to harrison barnes wedding and then players keep asking you about their rating and how you guys come up with it and guys are stopping you and you know when did that become such a big thing is it recent or has it always been like that you know in your time at 2k i would say it really took off in the uh, 2014, I was talking about this being the first time I felt like it, it went kind of national and viral was when Hassan Whiteside had that huge game on uh, ABC on a Sunday and um, you know, he, he had a triple-double with blocks and he's like, and they asked him, why did you have such a great game? And he's like, I was just trying to get my 2K rating up. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a <laughs> crazy answer in a way but it streams into the natural consciousness which is Hey, these players care, really do care that much. Yeah, maybe he was riffing a little bit, but like they actually worry about their rating. And I mean, it's right up alongside being a 90 in the game is like being uh, an all NBA player. And these are like similar, even though you get paid as an all NBA player and you don't really get anything for being a 90 except bragging rights with your fellow basketball friends. Um, I, I just think that that's sort of when it became stream of consciousness, but it's a, it's a wildly fun conversation but also so in their control i don't know if you saw the recent thing with jason tatum but uh him and i did uh this thing right before the season started he gave me a checklist of things that he was going to do this year um so he could get a 90 and the last thing that's remaining on that is is win the nba championship that's awesome uh let's see uh let's see if he gets there but uh you know it's it's amazing that i think it's something that these guys get to be another thing that they get to be competitive about, which is how they got to this, you know, level of excellence to begin with. Yeah. And I talked to players about it, you know, they're trash talking about it in the locker room to each other. And also they're looking around the league and seeing, you know, they're like, Hey, I destroy this guy every time I play him. How is he rated ahead yep. of me? These guys are just so it's competitive. It's not so much the number. It's the number versus, you know, another number that's yeah. always like, they're always like, this is my guy. This is who I'm better than. And he has a better rating than me. I'm like, uh, I don't know, man, like take it up, take it up with him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know a few years ago, you said that like Dion waiters got upset about his rating Kyrie Irving and Paul George, when they were on the cover, they felt like they should get a boost because they were the cover athletes. Uh, I mean, are you constantly getting messages from players that are asking, you know, why they're so low or, or asking about, you yeah, know, nobody's ever messaged me about being too high. <laughs> hmm. I'm waiting for that message. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously like, again, it's competitive for them and they, they hear about it from their colleagues. So like, of course they're going to 
come uh, talk to me as the face, just like a fan would talk to me about, you know, the, the various elements of the game because they're fans. And um, again, it's, it's amazing point of discussion, but it's also something that is dynamic and changes based on performance. It's not subjective. And so if you want a better rating, Mr. NBA player, it's totally in your, it's totally in your hands to go out and get it. Um, and, if you look at it, like, it was funny, we did the rating show with Anthony Davis this past year, and, yeah, people were complaining about the number, the numbers, right? But nobody really complained about the order, meaning, like, mm. the top 20 guys, everybody's like, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe I'd trade one or two, but for the most part, the top 20 is right. So that's all that matters, like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's com- in comparison to, to themselves. I think a big change in the ratings thing also was... Um, when we added historical players and then realized that we needed a rating system for NBA history, not just this year. And then, you know, that year, instead of a bunch of 99s, you were going up against 95, 96 Jordan, who's one of the only 99s, right? And so how do we historically measure that um, stuff? Like that's something that we had to think about. And I think that was a sudden change for everybody because like most players that were in, the, I mean, if you're in the 90s, you're in the top 15, you know, ish. Yeah. One year it was nine. Like a couple of years ago, it was nine people had 90s, 90 pluses. But, and it's amazing the difference in mentally between an 89 and a 90. You know, <laughs> even though in the game, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but uh, to them, that round number means a lot. But it, it is, it is uh, a point of debate, and there's been a lot of... Um, systematic changes to it but it's amazing how it takes a life of its own every 2k launch and it's uh it's really cool to lead the way in that way so i did an article a few years ago where we talked about how players care so much about the rating and you know talked about how the ratings are determined and i remember there was one player who said their rating was too high which is funny you mentioned that i was thinking back who was the player so i just looked it up and lavoy allen when he was on the indiana pacers told the indianapolis star that his 75 overall rating was quote way too high uh, <laughs> which i think is amazing because i you know like you said no guy's gonna be like oh i, I deserve a lower rating, but he's the only one. So I think that's pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. I just, hey, when you mentioned it, before, yeah, before when you mentioned, it, I was like, oh, there was one guy that did. So I had to look it up, but, uh, yeah, you don't hear that very often. I have a feeling that that's not going to be the, the current norm in the NBA though. I feel like people become even more competitive. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I'll be fascinated if that happens again. I, I can't wait. I, I really hope it does. Yeah, I think uh, he may have been joking, too. We don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell with, uh, you know, just reading the quote over text. You know, we don't really know what the context was or what his tone was. But uh, he said he said it was way too high. Yeah, way, 75 awesome. was way too high, according to him, which I think is hilarious. Um, just a few more things for you. Uh, can you walk me through what a typical day is like for you? Man, so I'm, that's such a great question. I, uh, I think the reason I have loved my job as much as i have is because every day is a different adventure it really is like i mean the the conversations with the players the the on the road marketing you know before covid um the the streaming to make sure that i'm visible with the fans um the uh the the brand and uh conversations that we have with all the particular fashion brands and music platforms um Later this week, we're announcing, uh, like, I'm doing two announcements, which is 
one I will be um, uh, one of the the panelists for the United Masters music picking contest. So I'm taking my love for music and my love for 2K to uh, you know pick some of these aspiring artists' music to go onto 2K, which is a huge platform for them, obviously. Um, I have, I'm also debuting a, a new sneaker culture related show called Ronnie two kicks, uh, this week. And so that's going to be debuting. It's crazy. Like, um, as the cultural world has expanded and how, and like I mentioned earlier, how much influencer marketing matters between our gamers our um, you know, high end music and fashion guys and, basketball influencers like I, I'm trying to maintain those conversations as much as as possible and um, but again I, I love that every day is different and I am um, involved in so many aspects of the business um, but I think the, my favorite part is you know the the giving back to fans and then you know some of the the social causes like BLM and you know, I do a lot of work with Make-A-Wish and 2K Foundations. Um, that's, you know, a big part of it, too. So, sorry, that answer was all over the map, but I think it is because, you know, I, I'm involved uh, with a lot of things behind the scenes that people aren't even aware of. I mean, there's things that are, I don't even talk about that I'm involved in um, that uh, you would be probably surprised that, <laughs> that I am involved in. But, again, you know, like we're the – with this um, – cultural global phenomenon and it's really big business and uh everybody has to you know work as hard as possible to um keep that relevance we gotta stay hungry we got you know our biggest com competition is ourselves and we gotta keep pushing the envelope and uh, you know whatever i can do and my 24 hours a day to make that happen just like my fellow employees um i'm gonna do to, to take 2k to yet another level for sure. Yeah. No one likes doing the same thing day after day and, you know, being stuck in a cubicle or things like that. So yeah, being able to mix it up and do so many different things. I mean, that, um, that sounds like I a mean, lot of fun. I think this year has been really eye opening. You know, like in the last three years, I was on the road probably 75% of the time. I've, I haven't traveled since March and that like change to that uh, style has, has been very different. I'm very social. Like I like the daily interactions with people. But now I just, you know, sit up here with, with my dog, Sophie, and, um, you know, I'm on Zoom calls all day, like pretty much everybody else. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a drastic change. But again, I'm thinking about how can I help the business? And so, you know, we mentioned the ESPN Players Tournament, which was so innovative. Um, the, the fashion brands that go into the game, the music innovation that we've had, giving dev the feedback of the consumers and, you know, the influencers working with the influencers on a daily basis, making sure that everybody has the information that they need to extend our messaging. Um, it's a, it's a different thing every day. And then of course my own content stuff, uh, and trying to find new lanes and avenues for us to be socially relevant and also give back to social causes. Yeah. I didn't realize you had done stuff with make a wish. That's really cool. You know, what are some things that you've been able to do through that? Oh, no, I appreciate that question. Um, we're actually, another thing that's coming out either this week or next week is, uh, let me tell you and the, what, how it happened, and then I'll tell you what it is. I, uh, I started working with Make-A-Wish uh, back in 2014, 
Um, we've done basically a wish a year where a kid has either wished to meet me or come to the 2K studios. Um, and we always blow it out. We put them in the game. We uh, actually, uh, Will Floyd was our most recent one back in December. We have one on hold now as well, but because of COVID, uh, we, we're on hold. But uh, his wish was to come to the studio and meet me. And uh, we scanned him into the game. We mo-capped his shot. But the cool thing that we did that was different uh, was we put an icon in his head in the neighborhood. And that's allowed him to have a platform to tell his story, find other Make-A-Wish kids, because they're all getting icons, which I'll talk about in a second. But He's grown a YouTube channel. I think he has like 15,000 subs where he's constantly talking about the impact of his wish. Wow. Our, our, that wish is a lot different than, you know, going to Disneyland. It's a long tail wish where, you know, he talks to the development team all the time. We're really close. Um, and he continues to tell the message and being scanned and um, having that distinct look in the neighborhood has continued to, you know, allow him to, talk the good talk of Make-A-Wish, which is really important. Um, so this icon program, and I'm going to be unveiling some content on it either later this week or next week. We uh, There's 18 Make-A-Wish kids in our game now that are going to be given a icon um, that uh, uh, it'll, it'll be a Make-A-Wish logo on top of their head, just like a celebrity gets a star or whatever. NBA players get the NBA logo which is so cool, by the way, that like you get these verified guys in the neighborhood that you can play in. This verified Make-A-Wish kids where they can you know, tell the story that of their lives and what the impact of gaming and um, you know, 2K is to them, which is uh, so great. Sorry, I always get a little emotional talking about uh, Make-A-Wish, but it's, uh, it's, you know, I've been involved with 47 wishes wow. either with athletes or with uh or directly at 2k and it's definitely one of the um biggest things i get geeked about is like it's just uh it's really rewarding and um and it just makes you uh understand the the other side i guess if that makes sense no absolutely you know i i've talked about this on you know different podcast and you know, I, I don't get too much into it, but you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 12 years old. So, you know, fortunately, it's not super serious and, and things like that. But I'd have to go to the hospital for like, you know, two, three days to get steroids over, I, you know, by IV and things like that. Oh, and, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. So, like, I've had some health issues and like the what, what I always took away from that growing up and, you know, being in and out of the hospital and stuff was just you see some of these kids that are fighting cancer and are dealing with you know, these really serious health issues and it's just the worst, but they always have such an amazing attitude and it's, I was just blown away by that. And so I think it's really cool whenever, you know, people who are in a position like yourself or we see NBA players do it and, you know, to be able to, you know, meet up with these kids who have just been dealt a really crappy hand. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, them so happy. And, and the fact that, like you said, this isn't just a one-time thing where they have fun for a day. You're giving them a chance to continue having fun. And I think that's really cool. So props to you guys. That's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, I think no, that's, I appreciate you saying that. yeah, that's really cool. Uh, last question for you. Uh, you guys did the first ever NBA 2K players tournament uh, a few months ago. It featured Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Trey Young, and a bunch of other players. Uh, Devin Booker ended up winning the tournament. Do you guys plan on doing more player tournaments in the future, or was that a one-time thing because of COVID and everything going on? 
I really hope so. I think uh, people really enjoyed it and seeing those guys be competitive in a different way and talk trash and all that stuff. I thought it was really cool. Um, we don't have any plans to do them today, but I would, I mean, I think everybody was really thrilled about the uh, success we had and the uh, conversation it led to. I mean, Patrick Beverly was the complete star of that show. <laughs> um, and uh, I just think it allowed people to see how important the game is on just a totally a new level. So, like, that's what I'm interested in, right? Like, how do we message the game's interests in new ways? That's what the ratings was, were about. That's where the fashion music initiative, like, all of that is always thought with, like, kind of cultural growth development, and that's a big part of it, watching NBA players play 2K. So um, I'm hopeful. I, I, I would be surprised if it doesn't happen again. I, I can't tell you when it will, but um, definitely not. I mean, we, we definitely felt like we had a responsibility to entertain the fans and uh, with, when COVID first hit, which is why we did it. But now I think it's like, hey, we need to innovate on this and continue to um, get these uh, player personalities out there in this, in this kind of creative way. I think that's what game, what's great about gaming, you know, and I, uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. For sure. Well, Ronnie, I know you're a busy guy, especially this time of year. Uh, you know, NBA 2K21 is out. You got Ronnie 2 Kicks coming out soon. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, to jump on here with me and chat. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And again, not only is 2K21 out, 2K21 comes out on Xbox and PS, uh, you know, in November alongside those launches. So, uh, and I, I'm telling you, we built that game from the ground up um it's going to be very very exciting um so even though we're through one launch we have another one and i'm really really excited for that launch so i'm sure we'll have more conversations soon absolutely that's so exciting i can't wait to check it out everyone make sure you follow him on twitter on instagram at ronnie2k make sure you check out nba2k21 check out his new show ronnie2kicks and if you guys want to hear more episodes of this podcast check us out on apple podcast spotify audio boom stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts and until next time thanks for listening Today's episode is sponsored by Greensupply.com. With everything going on in the world, it's more important than ever to stay safe. At Greensupply.com, you can purchase masks, hand sanitizer, and other important health and wellness products, which are all in stock with same-day shipping. Best of all, listeners get 10% off their order when you use the promo code ALEX at checkout. That's A-L-E-X for 10% off your order. They have KN95 masks, cloth masks, hand sanitizer, and other supplies like forehead thermometers and UV boxes. Visit Greensupply.com today. That's greensupply.com.